Hello and welcome to MedTech Insights monthly roundup of digital health news. I'm editor Marion Webb and with me today is our commercial lead Reed Miller and our UK-based reporter Barnaby Pickering. Let's start off with you, Reed. You wrote a brief about a deal between two very different cardiovascular tech companies working together. What can you tell us about that? Thanks, Marion. So AliveCore and Biotronic announced a pilot collaboration that they hope will eventually lead to faster diagnosis of cardiac arrhythmias with remote monitoring. So to remind everybody about these companies, Biotronic is in a few different areas, including cardiac rhythm management devices. But the reason they're making this deal relates more to their biomonitor injectable cardiac monitor. Uh, the current version of that is called the Biomonitor 3M. And that's a, a little sensor device that then communicates from inside the body through Biotronic's home monitoring, remote monitoring system. And they also recently announced a, a live support, remote technical support platform. Now, LiveCore markets the Cardio Mobile, uh, Cardio with a K, mobile line of artificial intelligence enabled electrocardiogram devices, and they market those directly to consumers. You might have seen uh, they have this little credit card sized ECG device, very clever. And they also maintain the cardiac care remote monitoring service, and that helps interpret the data that comes out of these devices and hopefully gives uh, users and their physicians um, insights into people's heart rhythms. So those companies are going to work together that to combine the data that's collected by their respective platforms into a single streamlined workflow. And that will provide cardiologists with what they call a holistic view of the patient's heart health on the go. And that's the way AliveCore Vice President of Global Sales, Vincent Balsamo, explained it. Now, the companies expect this new single workflow uh, that's bringing in data from both the implantable and personal devices will help to accelerate the diagnosis of arrhythmias and therefore improve the effectiveness of cardiac rhythm management therapies. There seems to be a lot of collaborations going on in remote monitoring. Is that right? Yeah. So we've written a lot about the M&A deals um, that have been going on in remote monitoring over the last couple of years. And these companies have also made a couple of deals. And it's all about just trying to expand the reach of what they do. I mean, they all collect data, but they all want it to go to doctors in a way that's useful for them. So for example, AliveCore made a deal with Acutis, and Acutis is an up-and-coming company that makes mapping and ablation devices. But AliveCore hopes that by incorporating cardiomobile devices into the planning of cardiac ablations, Acutis's technology will be more effective for those patients. And without offering any more specific details on this, Biotronic said just recently that this deal with AliveCore is just going to be the first of many partnerships that they hope will help improve diagnostics and remote patient monitoring. I interviewed Biotronic's then very new chief medical officer, David Hayes, two years ago when he first took the job. And I remembered that at the time he talked about how integrating more sources of continuous data could eventually make a big impact on the early interventions for things like arrhythmias and heart failure. And Biotronic, especially since they have this implantable uh, monitor technology, wants to be a leader in that whole effort. And this just shows that, the, yeah, they're going to follow through on that strategy by making these kinds of innovative deals with um, kind of related but different companies. And I would expect to see both these companies and, and a lot of other companies continue to make these kinds of deals. Either they'll the companies will just agree to sort of share the data that their devices produce, um, sort of like this deal, 
uh, or they'll make M&A deals or other kinds of alliances. Because the, the point is, is that there are all these different kinds of devices producing all this interesting cardiac data, but doctors want to be able to see all that data on their patient's heart performance all in one place. They don't want to have to go look up one platform to get one company's data and another platform to get another company's data. Uh, they need it all to come together in one place and they want artificial intelligence to help them make sense of it all. So I guess it's kind of like uh, Spotify for heart data, I guess, in the, so far as everything is going to be all in the same place. Okay, so now over to you, Marion. You've written a couple pieces recently on what you're calling age tech, which is uh, technology or devices that enable people to live longer, healthier, independent lives late into their lives. And more recently, you highlighted three specific companies that are focusing just on the aging population including a few people who are battling disease. What can you tell us about that piece? Thanks, Sweet. Yes. So with a rising aging population globally, the demand for devices and digital health solutions that can help aging people live better lives and also stay at home longer is skyrocketing. So according to the AARP, the growing market for technology solutions to meet the needs of the 50-plus population is an $8.3 trillion market opportunity. Now, that includes all types of products and services across industries, but it's a pretty remarkable number. And if you just look at healthcare, that number is very high, too. So two companies I recently covered on HTech develop technologies to help aging people with mobility issues. And the other company that I highlighted offers a new point of view to help caregivers and health professionals with better understanding of what an aging person is actually going through. So let's start with the first company. So that company is called Day Oro Devices, and its founder, Sydney Collin, developed a portable device while she was still a student at Cal Poly and is now actually running that company. The device is called Nextride, and it's a little portable device that aims to help people with Parkinson's disease overcome what's called freezing of gait. Um, that's a common condition in Parkinson's disease patients, and it's defined as the onset of immobility. Sydney Collins said it, when people talk to her and try to explain what that condition is, it's, it's like putting your foot in a box of cement and just being unable to move forward. She said that research has shown that having visual and auditory cues can help these people overcome the condition. And Deora's little portable device aims to do just that by shining a green laser in front of you and using a metronome with a beat to help activate goal-oriented neural pathways in the brain and therefore bypassing the damaged neural circuit that's causing the freezing of gait. The device can be attached to any walker, wheelchair, or a cane, and she said uh, that's what makes it unique. The other company I wrote about also targets Parkinson's disease patients. It's called MedRhythms, and as the name implies, there's music involved here. It developed a digital therapeutics platform that also helps to improve walking and functional outcomes in patients with Parkinson's disease, as well as chronic stroke and multiple sclerosis. So the digital therapeutics they developed combine sensors, music, and clinical algorithms, and it provides arithmetic auditory stimulation. So how it works is the patient clips a little sensor onto each shoe, puts the headphones on and starts walking. So as the person walks to the music, and by the way, it's music 
of their preference, so it can be any type of music, the sensors collects real data, real gate data, which clinicians and rehab specialists can then use for interventions. I have a little bit video on my story that demonstrates beautifully how it's designed to work. And lastly, another company I featured is called Embodied Labs. And that company developed a VR technology that's designed to put caregivers, medical students and health professionals into the world of an aging person with a condition. And it shows how they see the world. So imagine caring for a person with Alzheimer's disease. The technology, so you put on your VR headset, shows you what the person's perspective is with living with that disease. So the founder of the company, Carrie Shaw, told me that it helps create empathy and just a better understanding of what someone is going through, let's say a person with Alzheimer's disease or someone who has hearing or visual problems. And Shaw actually developed this device after having been a caregiver herself for her mother who had Alzheimer's disease. And those are the three latest companies I highlighted. Yeah, that's a fantastic overview of those companies. I encourage everybody to read that. Thanks a lot for that, Marian. I know you're going to continue to keep an eye out for new technologies that fit into the age tech space. Readers can also find your latest investment articles at MedTech Insight, uh, some things about VCs and other financial experts offering their view on MedTech investment and outlook during these uncertain economic times. And of course, we we always have the ongoing Investor Eye series that covers those topics. And of course, Barnaby is the one who writes a lot of those. And so speaking of Barnaby, we'll talk to you now. Uh, you recently wrote a fairly lengthy piece about the Swiss MedTech Awards. And what was the digital health angle there? So each year, Swiss MedTech, which is, as you'd expect from its name, a Switzerland-based MedTech industry body, presents its annual award that aims to recognize the most exciting new MedTech startups in the country. There were two digital health companies in this year's final, Helios AG and Biospectop. Helios AG is using smartphone sensors, mainly gyroscopes, to measure various biomarkers associated with movement. This has two uses. The first is simple patient monitoring. Helios has designed its platform with patients suffering neurological conditions in mind. When prescribed a new drug, it can take months to spot changes by eye. However, with the app, just weeks. By taking this individual patient use case further and expanding it over a cohort, a drug's overall efficacy can be monitored. Clinical trials typically need a year or two to tell whether or not a drug works. However, again, Helios's platform could shorten this to merely weeks. The second digital health company in the final is Biospectal. Biospectal have built a really neat solution for measuring blood pressure. A patient puts a smartphone camera next to their finger and records a video, which is then passed through an algorithm and turned into a blood pressure value. Impressively, it meets ISO 81060-2 standards, making it just as good as a typical cuff. The company's CEO, Patrick Schotke, explained that the company hopes to launch its technology in developing nations, where the rapid increase in obesity rates and subsequent high blood pressure is creating a huge problem. In the end, neither company won, unfortunately. The winner was a company called Alveolix, and they are producing a biomimetic lung on a chip for the purpose of testing new pharmaceutical drugs. If listeners fancy having a read, they can look at the conversation I had with the company's two CEOs, which explored how the line between medtech and pharma is becoming more blurred by the day. All right. Thanks a lot, that Barnaby. Um, yeah, that's definitely the case with pharma and medtech. Listeners can also tune into another podcast you recently did 
talking to NVIDIA and MBX about the future of smart hospitals. That podcast and the archive of all the digital health roundups and all of our other podcasts um, produced by our group can be accessed through our website. Just go to the podcast link at the top of the page or directly through all the major podcast platforms. Um, in particular, I'd recommend checking out our latest MedTech Monthly podcast. This month's edition features an interview with Bradley Mer Merrill Thompson. He is a well-known attorney and data scientist who specializes in MedTech regulation and has been doing it for a very long time. He talked to our regulatory and legal managing editor, Elizabeth Moore, specifically about FDA's breakthrough device program. That was a very good interview. I recommend you to that. Thanks, and have a great fall.